It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Sunday. Six of the time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. Hey, Jim, are you up? I didn't get my hump day poem. I just, I feel like I'm missing out. I'm sorry. Today's show is sponsored by Sweet and Spicy Toilet Paper. Because life is, well, you need. No, don't. I mean, life needs. Okay. Forget it. I I don't know why you need this. No, you don't. Okay. Anyway. There's a lot of Wyoming news from Wyoming House and Senate. I got two stories to start you off with. One of them you might just hate. The other one you might just love. But hang on, trigger warning. Warning. This show contains reference to guns, liberty, limited government, low taxation, the cult of climate change, free thinking, cigar smoking, short people, rubber chickens, Karen's bureaucracy, liberal buzzwords, tour runs, traffic, toilets, terrible jokes, and more. No apologies will be issued. Guest callers may express any opinion they want without fear of being canceled. Unless you're a loudmouth jerk like Dave, then Glenn will hang up on you. Strap in, hold on to your coffee, and feel free to participate. This disclaimer does not refer to every person named Dave. Just one particular Dave from San Francisco. We know a lot of Daves. They call this show all the time, and they're great people. So don't call this program and complain that we use your name. That would be a real Dave move. Let's see. I think I'll start with the story that you're going to hate. Some of you will. And then I'm going to hit you with the story that you're really going to like. So first off, that property tax elimination bill, you did. It's gone. Let's review a little bit. So here was the idea of for people who homes were worth a million dollars or less, they would no longer have a property tax. For people whose homes were worth above a million dollars, they would get a cut in their tax, but they would still have some property tax. Okay. In lieu of this, we would have a 2% sales tax on things. That gets picked up by a lot of tourists because Wyoming's so tourist heavy. There, it makes it a little bit easier. That way, we just eliminate the whole property tax problem for most Wyomingites as property taxes begin to skyrocket for all sorts of various reasons we've been through. So I thought that was a really unique idea. Plus, you never end up renting your property from the government. If you pay off your home, it's yours. And you don't get, well, you don't run the risk of ever losing your house because property taxes went skyrocketing and you couldn't keep up with the payments. So this is really, I I thought this was a really interesting idea, and we should take a serious look at it. Now, as it went through the House of Representatives yesterday, we were talking about how it was being diluted to the point that it was nowhere near what was originally offered up. All right, so at the last minute yesterday, the bill's sponsor went ahead and took it, and this is Steve Harshman, Republican at Casper. He reintroduced the original bill which I thought the original bill was the best idea. What it was being diluted down to didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. But okay, he reintroduced the original bill. And on third reading, it died. Okay, unless the Senate... Now, here's the only hope that this has of of survival. If the Senate has a similar bill, I don't think they do. Not that I've heard of. 
And if they bring it up and it comes up during reconciliation, because what happens at the end of all of this, and the Wyoming House and Senate, they've got about a week and a half to go. So they have to get a lot done. So if the Senate had a similar bill and it came together when the two houses reconciled things, then maybe it'd stand another chance. But right now, this is dead. My question in all of this then would be, so what exactly are they doing to fix Wyoming's property tax problems? I don't know. I would like to find some kind of a bill that deals with property taxes in some way that makes a whole lot of sense. And I would like to go revisit this bill at some later date. But still, Wyomingites are asking for relief. Okay, House and Senate, what do you got? This was a pretty good idea, and the whole thing is just wrecked. They destroyed it. All right. So that's the one that, personally, I was not very happy with that because this idea I had hopes for. I really did. I just wanted to iron out to see if there's any devil in the details. And if we could fix any problems that might have been in the bill, I think this would have been a really great idea. And we could have looked at it in more than just this way. But all right, maybe another time. Maybe this, if this gets reintroduced at some time, if not in this section, then next session. I'm still waiting to find out how they're planning to provide property tax relief across Wyoming. Because so far... I haven't heard any of I, any ideas making it through that I'm actually satisfied with. I'll keep you posted. All right, here's the one you might like. So our governor's climate change initiatives are facing serious budget cuts. Yeah, as you know, Governor Mark Gordon has some key climate change initiatives, carbon sequestration, all sorts of other things like that. The Wyoming Energy Authorities Review, that's a committee, has been reviewing the governor's energy matching funds programs. After some review, it seems the formerly approved grants might be cut. And part of the reason why for this is some of the people on this committee, like the executive director, for example, doesn't like the idea that we're just giving the governor a bunch of money and he can just spend it at his discretion. How about some oversight from the House and Senate? So the debate, if you want to see this, this is Senate File 1. And it's an amendment to the Senate file uh, brought by a Republican of Lingle. $150 million has already been allocated to the program. As I talk budget cuts, and the Wyoming House and Senate are still talking budget cuts, this to me looks like a great idea. Just cut that. You just saved $150 million, as well as another $80 million to be set aside for uh, another matching infrastructure funds. Then there's a proposed $200 million in large energy projects fund. So what are we talking here? Go ahead and do the math. So there's uh, $150 million, $80 million, plus $200 million. Wow, that's quite a bit of money that we can save if we just didn't do it, right? All right, so here's what's happening. All that money would have been spent at the discretion of the governor. Here, governor, for your projects, here's hundreds of millions of dollars, whatever you think you need to do. Well, one, that senator from Lingle, she argued that Wyoming spends, uh, the spending authority should remain with the legislative body. Quote, do we want to be 
legislating and appropriating these funds, or do we want a sole discretion of one person, the governor? She said, I would like us to be involved in these decisions when we're dealing with this amount of money. Now, that's absolutely true. What I also thought was interesting is, uh, and it's not surprising to me, really interesting, but not at all surprising. Wiofile, that publication, they are very leftist. They're just like with uh, Wyoming public media, whenever I look at a Wyoming public media story, I always say, caution, this is from Wyoming public media, and they're very left bias. Well, so is Wildfile, especially when it comes to climate change. They're very left biased. So they wrote a story about this, and then they launch into, well, those climate deniers there, they had a meeting about climate denial, and, you know, again, it just really open bias, not, not subtle bias, really open slap-in-the-face kind of bias. So I just pointed out, after I got done explaining what I just explained in the article that I wrote, I just went on to, by the way, there's also a huge battle and a lot of disagreement in the scientific community as to whether CO2 is causing a climate crisis. That's a fact. There is. There's no such thing as settled science on it. Then I go into a whole, well, you can read the story for yourself. It's on the Wake Up Wyoming site, how carbon capture across the globe, not just here in America, has been an expensive failure. They keep trying to capture CO2, and it just doesn't work for various reasons. And you can see that in uh, the article that I wrote with not just links to things, but also videos you can watch as well. But to me, that was some good news for a couple of reasons. Not only do I disagree with the governor on his climate initiatives and carbon capture and things like that, but also just to give the governor hundreds of millions of dollars and say, well, you just spend that at your own discretion there, governor. Absolutely not. I, I, there should always be oversight on this thing. Always. And that's what I want our House and Senate doing. Before anybody's allowed to spend money, I want some discussion and oversight on this. And I want people who disagree with spending that money to have a chance to say something about it. You don't just hand the money over to somebody and say, here, spend it. That really rarely ever ends well. Morning, Jim. I got your poem. He also says, if you think Cheyenne Swamp is any better, at actually doing good for us little people in D.C. swamp. You're a special kind of stupid. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing, Jim. There are some really good ideas that came up so far in this session of the Wyoming House and Senate. Some really great ideas. And they got so watered down, so diluted, so convoluted. I look at it and I think, I'm sorry, but I don't think we have some of the best people possible in this House and Senate of ours to make really good decisions. They take some great ideas and they just really screw them up. 617's a time. At White House Senior Living, our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings, round-the-clock professional care, and exquisite house-made meals. Well, I've been eating and everything is put in front of me. But I've been eating all, all Italian foods, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream. Chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. 
covering world-ending catastrophes for years to come. It's Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Find content, chat live, and listen on demand on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. 625 is the time to wake up Wyoming. There's Mike. Morning, Mike. I-80 John over there in Grand Canyon. Oh, you're right, John. Okay. Hey, hang on a second. I'll go ahead and cue up the song and get it ready to play for everybody out there. And, and by the way, when I say cue up the song, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Um, words and terms oftentimes uh, get confused and mixed up, and that's why... The dictionary no longer does its job. I've talked about this before. So, let me see if I can get the... Uh, okay, there we go. There's the song. Uh, when I say cue up a song, the song is now ready and cued to play. Okay, so what that... I've heard people these days, they go, cue the music, and the music starts to play. Cue the music does not mean play the music. Cue the music means get the music set up to play. Play the music means play the music. So anyway, here, John on I-80, John, is as, as I call him, he's out there in Granite Canyon. Just let me know the following. How the wind does blow, it's pushing in the snow. The wood is out and it has been closed. Truck is filling spots in every parking lot. The wood is out and it has been. So here's what I'm seeing right now from Cheyenne over to Laramie. It's not closed, but man, they got the cautions up. From Laramie over to, let's see, Rawlins, Sinclair area. Might as well say Sinclair. That's closed. If you're heading north of Laramie to Bosler, you'll probably make that, although it's sketchy, but from Bosler up and over Rock River, Medicine Bow, Hannah, and back down to the interstate. That's closed. So he's right. That's absolutely closed right now. Okay, another story. Thanks for that, John. Now I pass that note along and see if they are able to open it today. Don't know. Because we're going to get a lot of winds again today as the temperature rises up. Don Day's extended forecast is at 645. Here's something that might amuse you. Cheyenne Transient goes ballistic after being denied cigarettes. So what you do here is you blame the cigarettes, right? We have to ban cigarettes. Is that it? Because, well, for a lot of reasons. But you don't blame the guy. You blame the cigarettes. 53-year-old Cheyenne Transient facing felony charges after reportedly shattering a door at a convenience store after being denied cigarettes. According to arrest records, they were called for vandalism. Sinclair Gas Station, 2310 West Lincoln Way, for those who know that area, just before 6 p.m., Friday, February 23rd. The incident at the Sinclair gas station leads to felony charges. Police say the employee said that a male, later identified and they give his name and all that, came into the store to buy cigarettes, was denied cigarettes because his driver's license had expired. Now, here's the only thing that gets me about that. I know they got to check that the employee's job is to check the person's age. When you look at this guy, he is obviously old enough. Obviously. So the guy reported he left the store and stood outside, then started screaming and cussing and disrupting things in general. And then he started beating on that door. He left uh, three different times, or was told to leave three different times. The guy refused, yelled in her face. 
The employees reportedly closed the door to keep him out, and he started kicking on the door. Eventually, I guess, broke the door, and that's when they hadn't. They went ahead and called the police. I understand the employees have to check everybody's ID. I get that, but what about when the guy is obviously old enough? On the other hand, you can see why this guy is a transient. He's denied cigarettes, and he does this. Yeah, okay. Just a story for you to tell around the water cooler at work. Coming up on local news right after local news update on your weather forecast. You and I go rolling back into it after that. Triple Eight ninety seven Woods the phone numbers. Wake up, Wyoming. Sunday. The only show broadcasting from a bunker under Devil's Tower. Hey, it's cold down here. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods, 6 a.m. weekdays on AM 1030 and FM 36 the time it's wake up Wyoming okay I ended up getting a lot of interesting responses to that last story for those just joining me here's what happened so in Cheyenne Wyoming a transient an old gentleman he's like 53 years old and he looks much older than that goes into a Sinclair gas station now, according to I-80 John that's the Sinclair in front of the Home Depot okay so it goes to that Sinclair gas station goes in to buy some cigarettes his license has expired, so the person behind the counter says, I can't sell you cigarettes, your license has expired. Now, I kind of wonder about that. I don't know what the law is. I don't think it has anything to do with the license being expired. I think the point is you're supposed to check the person's age to see that they're old enough to buy cigarettes. Isn't that the purpose of the law? All right, well, and I understand the employees got to do, they, the employees told check everybody's ID. But when the guy is obviously of age, when you look at his picture, obviously. And like I said, he's 53 years old. He looks much older than that. But he's been a, a transient for a while. So Hugh and Rosette, uh, pardon me, Hugh, if you will, grab your Wake Up Wyoming app and hit chat and send me just the letter N. You don't need to say anything else because you spelled my name with one N. And my name is not Glenn. It's Glenn. See, just, see the subtle difference here? Okay, so I need one more letter N. I'll insert it where it goes. And thanks in advance for doing that. He says, hey, Glenn, listening to the story about the transient having a current ID, it's interesting how once your license expires, I guess you're no longer a person, a non, you're, you're persona non grata, eh? I know people who, can, who can't get employment. Really, there's, there's people who can't get employment because their license expired? Is that true? I've never heard of such a thing, but my sister dear in Lake Wills, Florida, yeah, blame the cigarettes. Can't be his fault. Well, I like somebody shoots somebody else. Whose fault is it? Well, obviously, it's the gun's fault, right? But if you stab somebody else, it's not the knife's fault. It's only the weapon's fault when you shoot somebody else. Pick up a baseball bat and hit someone in the head with it. It's not the baseball bat's fault. But pick up a gun and shoot somebody in the head. It's the gun's fault. So in this case, we can't blame the guy. 
it's obviously the fault of the cigarette, right? Not like this is a transient with maybe some mental disorder. Because when he was told he's not allowed to have cigarettes, he goes into freakout mode. He's yelling at people. He's thrown out of the store three times. Then he starts beating. The, the employees don't want him back in, so they lock the doors. Now he's beating on the doors and doing damage, and the police are called. Obviously, that was a nicotine fit, right? Yeah, so we blame the cigarette for something like this? All right. Now, back to the ID thing, because I think that's really interesting to me, the fact that he can't buy cigarettes because his ID has expired, his driver's license has expired. I'm going to have to ask someone about the law in Wyoming regarding that, because as far as I'm concerned, that's not a thing. That if you're, I don't know, but I might be wrong. But as far as I know, your driver's license can expire, fine. But does your driver's license show your age? If you're old enough to buy cigarettes, then you can buy them, regardless of whether... Now, on that note, though, so he's not allowed to buy cigarettes because his ID has expired, what about when it comes to voting? Because I'm in favor of making sure someone who votes, has they have to prove who they are in order for them to vote. So what about a driver's license as a form of ID, but the driver's license is expired? Can they now still vote? I think they should be able to. Mike and Casper went ahead and took a look at the picture. He looks about 75 years old. Yeah. I think, no, seriously, I hate to say it, guy's 53 years old. He looks way older than that. My sister, dear, says, when I stub my toe, I will blame the furniture. Yes, you can do that. Yeah, that stupid end table got in your way, and you stubbed your toe on it. If that end table had not decided to put itself there, I mean, the end table obviously saw you walking across the room without any shoes on. And it knew to get in just the right position for you to stub your toe. It's not like, I mean, obviously, you were paying attention. You always walk there. So, and the end table knows this. It's just the end table hates you. So it's the end table's fault. In which case, sister dear, when you go out back to burn your Christmas tree, bring the end table and throw it in the fire, too. That'll teach other end tables and other furniture. Let all the other furniture in your house know. This is what happens to furniture that stubs my toe. Now that we're clear. Oh, thank you, Hugh. Hugh sent me an extra letter and with the word sorry written behind it. <laughs> Let's wake up, Wyoming. And we're back. Sorry, we were busy tricking pescatarians into eating Rocky Mountain oysters. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods. Six forty-eight is the time. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Off to the ice box we go. Frank Gambino waiting by. All right, Frank. Uh, this one I'm going to need your help on this morning. Uh, just uh, toss in some ideas, if you will. Okay? okay, I'm ready. Okay, so you know when you're watching a commercial for some medication, mm -hmm. and they start listing the side effects. Yes. So what they're correcting actually gives you five more yes. that you need to eventually correct with yeah, something yeah, exactly else. Exactly right. And oftentimes when I hear what the side effects might be... It's I'm worse thinking, than the original yeah, one. I would rather have the disease. Yeah. Especially the antidepressant that the commercials said 
could cause suicidal tendencies. Well, it's now, not supposed I, to. It's supposed no, to act exactly. the other way. But last night I heard one I've never heard before. I forget what the medication was. But as it listed the side effects, one of them said medication may cause unusual urges. Ooh. Now, that could mean so Something. damn much. Oh, I know. Okay. I mean, like... I'm going to take this potato, this big potato here. And I'm going to shove it up my left nostril. Yeah, or something like that. Or I have the urge to go outside and lick grass. <laughs> from a Really? From medication? N- yes, from medication. I just got the weirdest urge to take my shoes off and put them back on the wrong feet. Okay. You know what? If somebody sees you lick grass somewhere, yes, right. they're going to call the... Uh the funny farm. Well, first off, they're going to assume I'm from Colorado. But anyway, that's a whole nother no, 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 story. No, 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 no. Licking grass. No, yes, smoking I, grass. Oh, well, that's okay. Yeah, well, it's a whole different kind of grass, but yeah. you get the idea. Yeah, okay. So what I'm looking for here is just think about this during the course of the morning. <clears throat> I'm looking for unusual urges. Unusual yes, the, urges. All it I'm said, not going to admit any of them that I have. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. No, they have to be urges that you can say on the radio. Well, yeah, well the then, then, then I don't have any. Yeah, okay. <laughs> none whatsoever. None, okay. none, 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 none. None whatsoever. Okay. I, I'm working on unusual urges. I like the idea of, you know, may, maybe I want to go out. Oh, it's cold outside. I have the urge to go stick by my tongue to a flagpole. And you'll be stuck to that flagpole yes, for quite some time. Yes, anyway, we, yes, we, yes, we, yes, we have we not we seen that the in the movie, movies? Right? Yeah. Okay. So anyway, just keep thinking about unusual urges, right. people. Things right. that we can say on the radio. Alrighty. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys did lose to UNLV in overtime in Laramie, 75-69. They dropped to 13-15 and 15 overall, 6-9 and nine in Mountain West play. Sam Griffin's jumper at the buzzer of regulation was off the mark, and then the folks were outscored 14-8 to eight in the extra session. The defensive effort for UW was much better last night than in previous games, but the Cowboys shot just 36% from the floor on offense with Griffin going 4 of 17 from the field. Brendan Wenzel threw in 20 for the Pokes and UNLV now 17 and 10 overall, 10 and 5 in league play. The Cowboys will be in Fort Collins on Saturday to meet Colorado State. Wyoming Cowgirls are in San Jose tonight and UW looking to break a four-game losing streak. They sit at 14 and 12 overall, 9 and 6 in Mountain West play. The goal right now is to get the best possible seed at the upcoming Mountain West Conference Tournament Las Vegas. So tonight is a very, very winnable game for UW as San Jose State is the worst team in the Mountain West Conference at 1-14 with an overall record of 6-21. and That's an 8 p.m. start from San Jose, San Jose tonight. Girls high school basketball from Friday in 4A. Laramie over Cheyenne South 55-37. Cheyenne East over Cheyenne Central 71-60. Sheridan defeated Natrona 65-36. Then on Saturday, Rock Springs over Kelly Walls 33-28. The 3A and 4A regional basketball tournaments begin tomorrow. The 4A West will be in Green River, and KW plays Green River at 4.30. The 4A East will be in Sheridan. So tomorrow morning at 9, Cheyenne Central plays Thunder Basin. Cheyenne South meets Campbell County at 10.30. Cheyenne East draws Natrona at 3.30, and Sheridan will play Laramie at 5.30. The 3A East Regional will be in Rawlins, and the the Glenrock Girls play Torrington at 9 a.m. tomorrow, and those regionals will continue through Saturday. Also in Girls Play, the 1A and 2A State Tournament begins tomorrow in Casper. In the 2A Girls Bracket over at Casper, 
Harper College. Pine Bluffs will play Cameron at 9 in the morning, and Burns will take on Wyoming Indian at 6 p.m., and that 1A and 2A state tournament runs through Saturday in Casper. And the state high school indoor track meet will be in Gillette Friday and Saturday, and the state alpine ski meet will be Friday and Saturday over in Jackson. That's it in sports. Pregnant women have unusual urges, like a uh, peanut butter and pickle sandwich. Well, yeah, yeah they... You know. you know what? And they're entitled to, to do that. Yeah, yeah, they can do whatever they want. You do, do whatever you want. That's fine. I'll go get them the peanut butter and pickles and yeah, make yeah. the sandwich myself. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, not absolutely. a problem. Mm-hmm. But why would the medication do that to you? Well, I'm, not sure, I'm sure that those urges have nothing <clears throat> yes. to do with medication. Well, I, I figure it's probably because some lawyer said, you know, we need to cover all of our bases here. Yeah. So we're just going to say unusual urges and leave it at that. You know, that it's up to the imagination. And those those medication commercials, the the they go real fast with what all the side oh, effects they are. Do, yeah. You know, like yeah. like 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 a heart attack amputation. Yes. Yeah. The longer that that disclaimer goes, you can watch a graph. The less of a chance of me buying the medication. <laughs> but, but but you won't. But but you'll feel better. Yeah. No, I won't. I I'd rather I'd rather have the disease. Okay. Yeah, all right. Thank you, Frank. So okay. What? Just think about that, folks. Unusual urge. That's what it said during the disclaimer part for the medication. May cause unusual urges. Means what? And again, it's got to be something I can actually say on the radio. You know what I mean by that. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sunday. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. It is a Wednesday. Over the hump we go. All right. Triple eight ninety seven Woods. The phone number. It's eight 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 ninety seven. W O O D S. Hang on a second here. Let me get all of this back in order. And I hit that button. Oh, I see. I had this button over here. So I needed to do that. Today's show is sponsored by Sweet and Spicy Toilet Paper. No. Because life is well. No. You, you need. No. I mean, life needs... Just don't even... Okay. Stop. I, I, I don't know why you would need this. Thank you. So, uh, we did, and I'm just tossing this question out. I had it yes uh, last hour. If you guys can help me with this, just something for us to think about during the course of the morning. Then I'll get on to the regular news here. So, I was watching a commercial yesterday for some medication. I don't remember the name of the medication or what it does. And they got to the list of things that could possibly be side effects. I think one of the worst ones I ever heard was an antidepressant, and it listed among the side effects suicidal thoughts, which I'm thinking, isn't that what you're trying to get rid of? Oftentimes, the list of side effects is worse than a medication. I would rather have the disease than the side effects. But among them, they listed something I'd never heard before. Among the side effects was listed unusual urges. Yeah. Now, that can mean about anything. So I'm looking for unusual. What unusual urges do they mean? The lawyers just said it that way to cover the list, just the gamut. What do unusual urges mean to you? But it's got to be something that I can say on the air. Because a lot of you, right away, your, your mind went to places where I can't say that on the air. So just hit the reset button on it, okay? And get back to me with what unusual urges. So uh, Jack says... 
unusual urge to stick my tongue on a 9-volt battery. I've been there and done that, just so you know. All right, some other things in the Wyoming legislative body. What I covered first hour just briefly, that bill to get rid of state income taxes, uh, I'm sorry, income tax, to get rid of state property taxes in lieu of a sales tax is dead. And Mr. Harshman, who tried to reintroduce the original bill in its original form, because the, the bill had been watered down so bad, it wasn't even the same thing anymore. So he tried to reintroduce it, and it died. Which, at this point, I don't even know. What do they have in mind for property tax relief in Wyoming? What bills are left? I don't know yet. But at the moment, that one's just dead, and they don't have much time left. Uh, also, I covered a story, and I'll do it again a little bit later on this morning, but it's on the Wake Up Wyoming site. Your House and Senate will go ahead and give through, and it's usually oversight through a committee, but they don't. The governor, as you know, has some climate initiatives that he wants, like carbon sequestration to name one. And this House and Senate has been just giving him hundreds of millions of dollars to spend at his discretion. Now that's up for discussion. Shouldn't there be oversight? Do we give him this money at all? So that might be on the chopping block as the House and Senate look for things to cut. There's several hundred million dollars which might not go to the governor as just discretionary spending on his climate initiatives. That would be a great thing as far as I'm concerned. Because I've been asking for people in the House and Senate just to put the brakes on this. And taking away the governor's money is one way to do that. All right, a few more things. House votes to eliminate Wyoming's gun-free zones. Now, we're not there yet. Cowboy State Daily, Wyoming is one step closer to eliminating gun-free zones at its schools and some other public places with the State House bill it's uh, HB 125. The bill made it through its third reading before the House with a vote of 54 to 7 and one absent. It's also renamed, will remain mostly intact as it went through, which is unusual. Jeremy Harrelson, Republican Wheatland, is the sponsor of the bill. He said he's optimistic about the bill's chances of making it through the Senate. He said, I think people have been waiting for a lot of years for this. The whole conversation is to take place, and I think we're ready to have it. Now, he's got just a bit of a problem, just in case this doesn't go through. It is a budget session, and the clock is ticking. They don't have a lot of time left. So we'll see how that goes. But right now, it's made it through the House anyway. It's got a lot. And the fact that, again, it made it through without being weakened. Now, Cowboy State did put up no brandishing guns at the Capitol. The bill underwent some adjustments, uh, that, which included exemptions for mental health institutions where firearms could still be restricted. There's also a provision that would allow for only concealed carry firearms inside government buildings, such as the Capitol. Uh, that was added to ease concerns over openly carrying firearms around the Capitol. Okay. So you have to conceal carry. Things like that are being discussed right now. That's where they are with that. All right, next one. Cole's Law, a ban on transgender treatments for kids, has passed the Wyoming Senate. A Wyoming bill banning sex change treatment for kids cleared the Senate 26 to 5 vote on Tuesday and is heading for the House. Senate file 99, Cole's Law. Uh, 
proposed to penalize healthcare uh, professionals with losing their licenses or suspension if they perform sex change surgeries on minors or prescribe minors puberty blockers, you know, things like this. So they got to be of a much older age in order to do this, not minors, not little kids. There's exemption for the bills uh, treating kids who have intersex conditions before puberty. And usually that's figured out in the vast majority of cases, if some kid is born with both sets, if you will, uh, what the doctor will do is take a look at their chromosomes. Are they XX chromosome or XY? And that's usually how the decision is made right there. So, all right. Five delegates voting against the bill. Uh, and the names here. There's a Democrat. And there's one Republican. Now, yeah, okay. Kill case of Lander. Okay, anyway. Uh, The story, again, Cowboy State Daily goes into a lot of detail on it, but that's where they are right now. It's got to go to the House. Next one up, a bill banning the forced use of preferred pronouns. Okay, that's interesting. So State Senator Lynn Hutchinson, which I've met before, I haven't seen her in a while. What a delightful woman. Republican Cheyenne believes the social push over gender pronouns is getting out of hand, wants to do something about it in Wyoming. Again, here's the story from Cowboy State Daily. She said that's why she sponsored Senate File 94, an act regarding compelled speech and state employers, which would prohibit the state and its political subdivisions from requiring the use of terms like gender pronouns as a condition of employment, contract leasing, getting grants, things like that. It also extends to all county governments and public schools. So she can only pass a bill, first off, that deals with government. Private business is private business. That's a different thing. Unless maybe they get government grants and they're using government money, then, well, if you want the money, you got to play by our rules. But other than that, this applies would apply to government. So if you're a government employee in any way, school teacher, whatever, in any way, you work for YDOT, whatever, they cannot turn to you and say, you have to use preferred pronouns. You don't have to. You have freedom of speech, is her idea. Hutchinson said she's aware, she's not aware of any specific instances of that happening in the state, but she wants to put up a block just in case. Now, the governor vetoed something that your Secretary of State, Chuck Gray, was in favor of, which is involving ESG. And what is all of that? We'll talk about that coming up next. Woke Radio, W-O-K-E, where we're 100% solar-powered, giving you sustainable programming and... Uh, weather says cold. No power. The sun's shining, right? Maybe we can get Mom's treadmill hooked up to the grid. Wake Up Wyoming goes anywhere you do with the Wake Up Wyoming app. Free download for Apple and Android. This is K2 Radio. Seven twenty-one's the time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So, okay, with all that we have going on in the Wyoming House and Senate, rare move, Governor Mark Gordon actually vetoed Chuck Gray's proposal on ESG rules. And I suppose the moment the governor signed that veto, the governor heard a scream from over in Chuck Gray's office. I mean, I thought that was audible. I heard it up here in Casper. 
Well, Glenn, I was disappointed. It <laughs> yeah. was a line item veto, so that's one thing that's important to note. Yeah. Uh, we did get some of what we wanted, but a huge portion of our rule uh, was decimated in this in this line item veto. I mean, the bottom line here is our rule said that investment advisors, broker-dealers, securities agents, which our office provides oversight for, that they would have to disclose to their clients if they were pursuing an ESG product that wasn't profit maximizing. And a stockbroker say they have one thing they're supposed to be concerned about as a fiduciary, which is making money for their client. And if they're pursuing an ESG product, selling an ESG product for social reasons, which is a trend that is, is growing across the nation, that's, that's something we don't want and that's something that, that should be disclosed. And if somebody is okay with that, okay. But people should know, Wyomingites should be able to be given info about how their money is being invested. And that's all our rule was trying to do, was to ensure that this this ESG products, that if they were being sold to people, that, that they would get the information that this was not profit-maximizing behavior. Okay, so the governor said that he vetoed this because he thinks it's outside the scope of regulatory authority guaranteed under Wyoming law and likely runs afoul of the federal securities principle of preemption. Yeah, and we, I, I just totally disagree with him on that. I think that's a recycled talking point okay. from the radical left and Wall Street elites. It's, it's the same thing we saw from the 60 Minutes interview uh, that he gave and also at Harvard here yeah. last year. I mean, we, we wrote him two letters on why those points were wrong. One, the, the Wyoming Securities Act clearly prohibits fraud and deceit. And when you have a stockbroker say that is trying to sell a nonprofit maximizing ESG product to their client, that's not the activities of a fiduciary because they're not pursuing profit maximizing activity right. for their client, which is their, their, their only goal as a stockbroker, as a fiduciary. And so it, it clearly is in line with the Wyoming Uniform Securities Act because pro prohibiting pro fraud and deceit, banning fraud and deceit, is what the Wyoming Uniform Securities Act does. Okay, so for those and in terms of federal law, there are all sorts of informed consent disclosures that securities chiefs in other states have required, and those have not run afoul of federal law. All right. But all of a sudden here, and and we got this in our in our uh, public comment period, where you had radical left sort of Wall Street institutions making this claim when you have informed consent across the nation. But here suddenly, if it's, if it's informed consent pushing back on ESG, which is an attempt to basically deplatform Wyoming industries, they're trying to deny capital to coal, oil, gas, ag, all the industries that, that are core, core to, to our economy here in Wyoming, that suddenly now the radical left in Wall Street doesn't like this type of informed consent. Okay. And so, it was the same thing we saw from them in the public comment period, but the people wanted it. I mean, it was right. overwhelming in our public comments. So let's take a look it. at the the wording on this just to make sure. It sounds to me like you're not saying that a company cannot pursue ESG. They can if they want to, but they have to disclose that they're doing it to the investors. Yes. If, if you, say, have a stockbroker 
or you're, you're an investment advisor and you're going to sell your client an ESG product, which by definition isn't profit maximizing. Basically, that product is pursuing social goals. They're trying to deplatform, say, coal or not invest in coal industries because they don't like them because of the radical left viewpoint, not not because they're profit maximizing, then you need to disclose that to your clients, that you're pursuing a non-profit maximizing objective. And you have to receive informed consent. And Missouri's pursuing the same thing. We want to get ahead of this ESG movement because it is really an attempt to, to de-platform the industries that are core to Wyoming's economy. Coal, oil, gas, ag, all of them are under attack with this ESG agenda. Okay, so if the governor has line item vetoed this, is there any chance to get that back in there? Do you have enough support to do that? Well, he, he basically line item vetoed the parts that required the informed consent. Okay. Uh, they still, in, in, with the line items, you, you, they still have to uh, provide that information, mm. but they don't have to receive written consent from their client the way this moves forward. So it's, it's, it's a start. We're going to okay. keep working on this because, to me, pushing back on this ESG agenda coming from Wall Street and D.C. with Biden and everything the radical left is doing, that's, that's a key priority in our office is to, is to protect our core industries and protect Wyomingites and the investments that their hard-earned money that they're investing with their stockbrokers or investment advisor in any context, that they should be able to know how their money is being invested, Okay, period. So sounds like you got half of what you want, that they still have to be informed, but they don't have to sign off on it. Yeah, that's, that's a good way to describe it. I wouldn't quite call it half because okay. the, the informed consent part is at the heart of what, of what we're trying to do. But it, it's really disappointing that these recycled talking points from the radical left that we saw in the line item veto. I mean, it's along the lines of what we've seen with, with, uh, on the 60 Minutes interview and when he went out to Harvard. I mean, it's just that kind of mentality, that defensive mentality is, is not what we need right now and pushing back on ESG, pushing back on what the BLM is trying to do and locking up Southwest Wyoming. I mean, it's all about what the radical left is trying to do is stop our state from being able to reach our full potential and to stop the Wyoming people from being able to reach our full potential. And, and pushing back on that requires, in my opinion, a really vigorous approach. And that's what we are, are going to continue working on doing. Okay. So you're not done here. You'll be back. Well, no, I, I think we're going to continue working on it. Okay. I think we're going to continue working on it. There's other, there's a, other avenues we can pursue and uh, on, on getting this through. So absolutely, I'm going to keep working on it. All right. Hey, thanks for calling this morning, Chuck. Appreciate your time. All right. Thanks, Glenn. All right. Coming up on 730. So at 730, it's local news. Update on your weather forecast after that. And then there's a Wyoming legislative report with our man in Cheyenne, Doug Randall. And then I'll talk with Don Day from Dayweather. That forecast for next month just gets really squirrely, and I'll have him explain all of that to you. It's a busy half hour. Frank Gambino's got sports as well. A little bit of time for you guys to jump in with a phone call or two at 888 Woods. Wake up, Wyoming. Oh, yeah.
something to say to Glenn? Use the chat on the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app and get your opinions straight to the studio with K2 Radio. Time is 7.06. It's Wake Up Wyoming. So 888-97 was the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Here's an unusual one for you. Hey, Colorado, you're up. A Colorado city votes to declare itself unsanctuary cityized. <clears throat> I just made that up. It didn't work well. No longer a sanctuary city. That's better. The approved measure states that while Aurora is proud of its identity as the most diverse and global city in the state, it said. That's what they say. The city cannot finance an influx of illegal immigrants and homeless people who are being, they have to use these buzzwords, systemically. Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, I'm, I said that wrong. Systematically. Transported into the city. City council members. Now, of course, that means they're blaming somebody else. Well, they said they were a sanctuary city. See, again, it's very easy to virtue signal until you have to do it. So in this case, it's very easy to say, we're a sanctuary city. Oh, you think you are? Oh, you, you really, your heart's behind it. Now do it. And you find out it's really hard. City council members, and it names all of the different members uh, who voted for it and voted against it. And some said they that they were prompted to support the measure after the news that Denver was having to scale back basic city services after spending millions on caring for a wave of illegal immigrants over the past year. Some Denver, so far Denver's estimating upwards of about 40,000 have come to the city. And the city is using taxpayer money to pay for all of it. So here comes Aurora, Colorado, and they're looking at this going, you know, um, we love the different cultures, we love their foods, we love you know, learning about these people, but we can't afford to pay for all of this. Which is one of the reasons, and I'll get into this in the next hour a little bit more, one of the reasons that we have a filtering process at the border is to make sure that people who come into this country can take care of themselves and are not a burden on the rest of us. Now, we filter for other things as people come across the border. Do they have diseases we can't handle? That's one of them. Do they have bad intentions? Are they criminals, terrorists, stuff like that? That's another. But also, we filter to make sure that they are self-sufficient. They can take care of themselves. They're not going to be a burden on the rest of society. Well, here's what happens when they can't. 739, wake up one. He's not a politician, but his pants are on fire. Someone grab an extinguisher. Wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Coming up on 745, it's Wake Up Wyoming. Don Day's on the line with me. Don, I think the weather just wants to remind everybody that we live in Wyoming. Yep, there's always that reminder, always around the corner. Just yeah. when you start feeling comfortable about things, then you get the reminder. Okay, so yesterday, even when I thought, okay, I think we're pretty much done with snow for the day. No, I kept getting passing snow showers, and then it would be sunny for a couple of minutes, and here comes another snow shower. Yep, all of that, though, is off to the east, and the air is much drier and more stable. So a lot of sun today. Those snow showers for a day or two are going to head off to the east and away from us. But if you have a lot of sun, we're coming up from temperatures that were in the teens. That means wind, right? Yeah, well, we are going to have wind. I'm afraid to say we're not going to be able to shake it. Uh, I don't see super high winds, but a persistent nuisance wind. 
over the next three days. Now, you get into the, the wind-prone areas along I-25, Outer Drive there in Casper, then between Rollins and Laramie. Uh, those We call those the gap areas where the, the wind gets squeezed through gaps and creates some very strong windy areas. Those will be the areas that have the highest winds with just a persistent, gusty wind on the plains. It looks to me when I uh, scan the forecast like those winds just continue through the rest of the week. Yeah, there's really no break. I'm sorry. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Now, does that mean we get the occasional little blast of snow from time to time? Well, th- this is going to be true, the snow in the west. Uh, we already have winter storm watches in effect for Wyoming's western mountains, Yellowstone, Jackson. Uh, that is going to really get going late tomorrow and tomorrow night into Friday. Uh, those western mountains and valleys are going to get in the snow, and, and we're going to kind of have the the forecast where we'll split Wyoming on the divide. West of the divide, Friday, Saturday, into Sunday morning, there's a high probability of snow, especially in the mountains, snow showers down low, while east of the divide, it's mainly going to be windy uh, with just a few snow showers coming over the divide. Then as we get into late Sunday and Monday, the system and the moisture kind of jumps over the mountains a bit, gets onto the plains. But it's really going to be the mountains and the western parts of Wyoming that are going to have the best chances for snow. Okay. What gets me, though, is when I look at your longer-term forecast here, while you really can't say anything definite, it looks like the weather machine is lining up. The Pacific is going to throw a lot at us. There is just a lot of storminess that goes across the north pacific from asia all the way over to here and uh, they're all lined up and they're about three to four days apart so uh, we see this pattern for a good couple of weeks so enjoy the stretches of weather we have now like today and tomorrow because uh, more often than not we're going to see these systems keeping us in a very busy pattern all right thank you don don day with day weather so yeah it's going to get really busy out there just uh, and for your weather app, I would say keep it around, but don't trust anything after like a day or so out because it's just it's just not going to be a trustworthy forecast for a while. Off we go to the icebox for Gambino. First topic up, uh, so that medicine bottle that said it could cause unusual, what did I say? Um circumstances no, or no not circumstances. conditions conditions no yeah. let me go back to maladies not maladies no but i appreciate you just urges urges yeah medication could cause unusual urges did you come up with any no we, because i don't have those kind yeah, of urges okay. that are unusual well try to picture and what if other i did people i'm not telling you anyway no, okay no I'm, I'm thankful for that part of it i do appreciate yeah, that thank you you're welcome all right now tomorrow believe it or not is still february yeah, we got it another we extra day this year. Yes, it's a leap day. Yeah. Okay. Which is okay. That, I'm, no, I'm, I'm good with it. That, that's fine. Yeah. Now that does not mean you get to live an extra day. No, you just have one day. Yeah. I would like to. If we have a leap day, that means I get an extra day every four years. I get an extra day added to my life to make up for all the days that I've basically stripped out of my life by doing things I shouldn't be doing. Yeah, that, that's the kind of thing is that you yes. know what I can't get that day back. No, but for- now. There is this, though. I, I often don't think about it until we get to a leap day. So there are people who are born on leap days, which means they only have a birthday every four years. And that's fine. Yeah. Does you that know, mean you, they don't, you, know, just, you, don't, you only have to buy something for them for every, once oh, okay. every four years? Well, that's just, that's as bad as someone who's born on Christmas. 
No, no, you get the Christmas exists every year. Yeah, yeah. The 29th but, of February does not. So no, you know no, what? But, sorry, okay. sorry, honey, uh, we, we got to skip you this year yeah, because, because you don't exist on the calendar. Which I would totally do that to save money. But no, on people who are born on Christmas, they get one present. It's a happy birthday, Merry Christmas present, which means they're screwed out of an extra present. Oh, no, 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 no. I, my my <clears> birthday is the day after Christmas. Yes. I get double from everyone okay, else. Okay, good. That's okay, good. Because some people get screwed out of that. Oh, but, no, no, yeah. no, I've never gotten screwed. Yeah. Today's a leap day. Now, for those who don't know... Tomorrow's a leap day. I, tomorrow's a leap day. Yeah. That's right. So I do have this down. Here's why. Because when we revolve around the sun, which is constantly changing, Frank, that never stays the same. Uh, not just because of the Earth's rotation changing, but also our orbit changes slightly. Slightly. So currently, it takes 365 days, 5 hours, 48 minutes, and 56 seconds, according to the National Aeronautics and Space Museum to orbit the planet, which is why we add not just a day every four years, but every so often we have to add a leap second to the clock as well. Ooh. Yeah. Now, that you're usually not aware of, but they will add that. You don't know that that happened. You were sleeping, and an extra second was added to your year. Hmm. What yeah. are they doing to us here? I don't know, but that's uh, just to extend it out to make sure that all the clocks are in sync. If so we I had an extra second of sleep. Yes. If Yes. If we didn't do this second and extra leap day, then it wouldn't be too many years down the road when eventually Christmas would be like, December would be in July, in other words. Right. You keep track of that for me. Men's college basketball from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys losing to UNLV in overtime in Laramie, 75-69. To drop to 13-15 and 15 overall, 6-9 and nine in Mountain West play. Sam Griffith's jumper at the buzzer of regulation was off the mark, and then the Pokes were outscored 14-8 in the extra session. The defensive effort for UW was much better last night than previous games, but the Cowboys shot 36% from the floor on offense, with Griffin going 4-17 of 17 from the field. Brendan Wenzel threw in 20 for the Pokes, and UNLV 17-10 and 10 overall, 10-5 and five in league play. And the Cowboys will be in Fort Collins on Saturday to meet Colorado State. The Wyoming Cowgirls are in San Jose tonight. UW looking to break a four-game losing streak. They sit at 14-12 and 12 overall, 9-6 and six in Mountain West play. And the goal right now is to get the best possible seed at the upcoming Mountain West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. Tonight is a winnable game for UW as San Jose State is the worst team in the Mountain West at 1-14 overall and 6-21, and uh, 1-14 in the league and 6-21 and overall. That's an 8 p.m. start from San Jose State tonight. And girls high school basketball from Friday in 4A, Laramie over Cheyenne South 55-37, Cheyenne East over Cheyenne Central 71-60, Sheridan beating Natrona 65-36, and on Saturday, Rock Springs over Kelly Walsh 33-28. In the 3A and 4A regional basketball tournaments will begin tomorrow. The 4A West will be in Green River, and KW plays Green River at 4.30 in the afternoon. The 4A East will be in Sheridan, and tomorrow morning at 9. Cheyenne Central will play Thunder Basin. Cheyenne South plays Campbell County at 10.30. Cheyenne East draws Natrona at 3.30. And Sheridan plays Laramie at 5.30. The 3A East Regional will be in Rollins. The Glenrock girls will play Torrington at 9 a.m. tomorrow. And those are loser-out uh, tournaments, uh, double double elimination tournaments, excuse me. And those regionals will continue through Saturday. Also in girls play, the 2A State Tournament and the 1A State Tournament will begin tomorrow in Casper. Now over Casper College, the 2A games will be played. The Pine Bluffs girls will play Kemmerer at 9 a.m., 
And the Burns girls will take on Wyoming Indian at 6 p.m. And the 1A-2A tournament goes through Saturday in Casper. And the State High School indoor track meet will be on in July, on Friday and Saturday. And the State Alpine ski meet will be Friday and Saturday in Jackson. That's it. So sports. The moment you said where that team was going, I started thinking in my head the song, Do You Know the Way to San Jose? Jose yes. Which is a beautiful song. Yeah. And then I realized that all of the young people going to play that game have never heard of that song. I know. And then they're like, huh? Who? Yeah, if, if, if the bus driver started to sing it, they oh, would just go, okay, no. Grandpa. What are you singing there? But it's, I, I'm sure every even they probably have that in the grocery stores. I'm and sure, bars, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then the people in San Jose going, stop it! Yeah, just for the just love of God, stop. we're a little sick of that. Even though, that was a really great song, Frank. But, but, but people are tired of it. Yeah, I, well, you are. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't heard it in a long time. I think I'd the like people in San Jose are tired yeah, of it, too. Yeah, I guarantee they are. All right, coming up on some local business we have to take care of. We're going to roll into news time after that. National local update on the weather forecast. Open phones in the 8 o'clock hours. So for the next two hours of the program, it will be. I'll talk about what I want to talk about. But you can interrupt me if you want. Change the subject. Fine. I'll just kind of roll with it. Let's wake up Wyoming. Of time, it's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Wednesday, and over the hump we go. And no, it's not the last day of February. You got one more day tomorrow because of leap year, just in case you lost track of that. Today's show is sponsored by Sweet and Spicy Toilet Paper. No, because life is no. well, you, you need. No. I just, mean, life needs... No. Okay, I, I, I don't know why you would need this. Yeah, I don't know why you made that up. But okay, we reach now the most dangerous portion of this program, which happens every day at about this time. Open phones. Warning. Wake Up Wyoming is about to enter daily open phones. This means that anyone will be allowed to call in and talk about anything. I mean, imagine if we actually allowed you on air to say anything you wanted. Scary, right? Well, we're just that brand of crazy. If you are offended by what other people think, then maybe you want to tune out right about now. Just saying. If you should choose to call, just remember, the more funny and interesting you are, the longer Glenn will keep you on the line. Obnoxious jerks will be hung up on. <coughs> Dave, <coughs> all right, strap in and let's do this thing. Triple eight ninety seven what's the phone number? That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talking about what I'm talking about. Change the subject. That's all fine by me. Quick recap for those people who didn't join me right away at 6 o'clock in the morning. So, uh, first off, that bill that would have gotten rid of most Wyoming property taxes and replaced it with a sales tax is dead. It kept getting watered down and watered down and watered down in the House of Representatives. And then finally... The sponsor of the bill tried to reintroduce the original bill because everything else had gotten so haywire and watered down. But that failed. So at the moment, that idea is just dead. Now, what they're planning to do to fix your, your property tax problem, I don't know. I don't know where they're at with all of that. Unless someone can figure out a way to revise that bill, which I thought was a pretty good idea. 
It's gone for now. We'll just have to wait to see what they come up with. Next one, and this one kind of put a smile on my face, but let me go through it real quick here. So up until now, in case you didn't know, the House and Senate give a certain amount of money to the governor, every governor, for discretionary spending, and that can be quite a bit. And if we're trying to cut the budget, then we should cut back on some of those things. Well, the governor is a bit worried right about now because a lot of the discretionary spending that he's had available to him for climate change issues is in jeopardy. And one of the best ways to shut the governor down on all of these climate initiatives is just to take that money away. It's not going to stop everything, but it can stop a lot. So here's how this works up until now. Just looking at the numbers with you. Excuse me while I scroll on down to the numbers. Here we go. Uh, You're looking for Senate File 1, SF1. There's an amendment brought by Sherry, I think it's Steinmetz is her name, Republican of Lingle. So already $150 million is allocated to a, a program for the governor with another $80 million set aside last year for infrastructure matching funds for these climate change initiatives. There is a proposed $200 million for large energy projects that has been proposed to give to the governor as discretionary spending. So what this legislator from Lingle is saying, do we want to be legislating and approving these funds or do we want the sole discretion of the governor to make these decisions for us? She says, I would like to be involved in these decisions when we're dealing with this amount of funding. Yeah, you're talking several hundred million dollars just to give to the governor. And the governor can spend on all of these different climate initiatives like carbon sequestration, for example. Okay, now, what I thought was interesting, I had mentioned it this morning. So we, that, that's not a done deal yet. The proposal is to make sure that the money is not just given to the governor, that there is oversight. And there's people who can say to the governor, no, you're not going to spend it on that. Or, yes, you can. So at least that's – and the money would be put back in where it came from in a general fund. And if the governor needed it, he might even have to request it. And it would have to go through some approval process, which I like a whole lot better. Now, as I mentioned, the publication Wildfile, who tries to act like they're non-biased, but extremely biased, they finished off their article by writing about the whole committee meeting on Capitol with a bunch of climate deniers, as they say. It's a very left-leaning article. And, you know, Wyoming Plug Media does the same thing. So what I did was I wrote the same article, but about this discretionary spending. But my article, to counter theirs, goes on talking about how the scientific community disagrees on CO2 and any so-called climate crisis. And also how not just states, but countries around the world have begun tried spending money on carbon capture. And they're just failing miserably doing it. So, all right. That's some of what I covered earlier this morning. Now... When it comes to your Wyoming House and Senate, at the moment, they have about, what is about a week and a half to go to settle a whole lot of things. A lot is happening really fast during this time. A whole lot of meetings and a whole lot of debate on the floor of the House and Senate. 
then they still have to bring all these bills together, the House and Senate side, and reconcile it. And if you've heard about the governor doing some line-item vetoes, if something does pass through and gets to the governor's desk, he can sign it, veto it, line-item it. In some cases, a governor can actually not sign a bill, and it'll become law without the governor's signature. Just sometimes, for various reasons, the governor, any governor, decides just not to get involved in the whole thing. That's where we're at right now. So with about a week and a half left, there's still a lot to fix. And already your Wyoming House and Senate is talking about a special session because they don't have enough time in this session to do everything they're really trying to get done. We'll see how that works out. Milo and Fort Danger. Hey, Glenn, does the federal government pay property tax on the land the, uh, owned by the state? If, if not, they need to start. I don't think they do. I really don't think that they do on that. I, I, yeah, okay, back to the Wyoming House and Senate. I am most curious at this point on how we get our legislators to reduce that budget because the governor's budget was actually smaller than, your, than what your Wyoming House and Senate have proposed so far. And the Wyoming House and Senate disagree. There's about a billion-dollar difference between the House and the Senate. There's a lot that being, can be cut. And so far, I have not heard anything. I know that they've been working on it, but I have not heard a single thing on what to do about property taxes in Wyoming that will actually work and get through. If you have, let me know. 888 what's the phone number? That's 888-97-WOODS. At White House Senior Living, our residents feel right at home. Our vibrant facility offers delightful activities and outings, round-the-clock professional care, and exquisite house-made meals. Well, I've been eating everything that's put in front of me, but I've been eating all, all Italian food, basically. And ice cream. And ice cream, chocolate chip ice cream. White House Senior Living, where residents feel like presidents. If it matters in Wyoming, it matters to wake up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Call Glenn at 888-97-WOODS and make your voice heard. AM 1030, K2 Radio. 8.36 at times. Wake up Wyoming. It is open phone, so you can stop me in my tracks and go ahead and talk about what you want to talk about. Mike is in Laramie. Hi, Mike. Hey, Glenn. Excuse me. Got two items for you. First one... Maybe you can get Mr. Harshman back on, and he can explain why his bill failed and why they're t- screwing up this whole thing on property taxes. It's obviously a hot button issue, and I think I, I want to know why this, why they can't get it done. Yeah. Okay. And they all walked in there with this as a priority. There were all sorts of property tax bills, and everybody stated yeah. this was a priority to get it done. Well, we're running out of time. Yeah, I mean, it'd be nice to know why. Yeah, and maybe at least for the Republicans that voted against it, names should be names. This is an election year, yeah. And maybe some of these men need people need to be uh, primaried and yeah. get people in there who will do something about it. Okay. Um, your story this morning about the transient who was breaking the glass down at the Sinclair station in Cheyenne. Yeah. Okay, that. Yeah, you, know, you met his expired driver's license. That leads me into another question or actually a pet peeve of mine. Okay. Why do you have to be 21 to buy tobacco and alcohol? 
Yeah. The, What's I, the rationale for that? Here's their idea, but I disagree with their idea. Their idea is, well, if we put an age limit on it, then that will discourage them and to smoke at a very early age. They probably won't even try it until after 21, which means they're less likely to ever start in the first place. And my answer to that is, uh, do, for those people who took up smoking... Where did you first pick it up? Did you walk into a convenience store and buy cigarettes? Or did somebody hand you some cigarette out behind the garage? Probably the latter. Yeah. But I'm, I mean, the um, you can get married at 16 in some states. Yeah. You can drive at 16. Uh-huh. You can join the military and vote at 18. So what is so magic about 21? Right. Yeah. I, I don't I mean, know. if... I, I mean, this should be... that. I think this is a family issue, not a government issue. I, I agree with that. That's the next thing where I was going to go. Some things you cannot solve by legislation. If you want to make sure your kids don't pick up smoking, I agree with you. That's a great idea. So you teach them that, not government. Now, on the other hand, let me ask you this, Mike. Would you put any... I'm just going to go ahead and, and back you in the corner. Sure. This. Would you put any age limit on it? A 10-year-old goes to buy cigarettes. No, I wouldn't. I'd say that's the parents' problem. Okay. I mean, I when I was in the, when I was an officer in the Air Force, I was in charge of eighteen, nineteen, twenty-year-olds, mm. and they were more mature, responsible, and adult than a lot of forty, fifty, and sixty-year-olds. Yeah. But they couldn't walk into a store and get a pack of Marlboros and a six-pack of Bud. Right. Okay. And if you saw what these people had to do, and I and I said, I it's a family issue, and it's it's just bothered me that we've got this hodgepodge of. You can do this at that age, but you can't do that at this age. And, right. we, and it, it, it just annoys the hell out of me. Okay, just a quick question for you, because every time you call in and other sure. people from Laramie call in, I always kind of wonder, which radio station do you listen to this program on? I can get it from KOWB and KGAB. I could both. Oh, okay. So do you just kind of pick one or the other or whichever sounds better that day? Yeah, which one has the better signal? Okay. I'm just kind of curious I can about also that. Get, Good. Well, that's, yeah, there's there's a, also a third. Go ahead. There's a third station out of Thornton, Colorado, which also was a talk radio. They don't carry your show, but I right. can actually get you know, the three the stations. People that follow you, I can get one Dan Bongino from KGAB. Yeah. This Clay Travis, Buck, Buck Sexton from Colorado, mm-hmm. and this Marky Van Camp Robin show out of. KOW. I can get three, I get three yeah. different ones all day. Yeah, there's uh, a couple of places in Wyoming where you can get this show. You can sit in one place and tune on to this show on three different radio stations. Yeah, it just depends on where you are and the radio yeah. signal for that. Yeah, sure. And some days when the weather's bad, I get to Saskatoon, Saskatchewan. Oh, okay. All right. Well, you can always use the app. That's That works. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Thanks, thank you, that. Mike. I appreciate it. All right. So I was just curious about that because if he's in Laramie, then he has two possibilities as to which stations he wants to listen to the show on, KOWB or KGAB. I'm just kind of curious because I was talking to people in Wheatland, and Wheatland, Wyoming can get it on K2 out of Casper or KGAB out of Cheyenne. And which station they choose depends on who I'm talking to. So I was just kind of curious about that. Chet and Yoder, I was nine and not losing a bet to the neighbor. I started smoking. Oh, okay. So basically on a bet, you started smoking at about nine years old. Well, okay. For those who missed the story, there's a Sinclair gas station in Cheyenne, Wyoming. And this guy who's 53 years old, but he's a transient, right? And... 
He doesn't look 53 years old. He looks much older, probably because he's a transient, but he does look much older than 53 years old. He goes in to buy cigarettes at the Sinclair. Well, the people at the Sinclair, the employees are told that they have to check ID. It doesn't matter what the age of the guy, doesn't matter if he looks like an old guy, you got to check everybody's ID. Now, okay, well, if that's what the, the company just want to make sure that everybody gets checked, just that, because there are times in Cheyenne, the police have gone into uh, different establishments with teenagers who look old enough to buy cigarettes, but they're not. And they just want to see our IDs being checked. So the companies these days, like Sinclair, everybody, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter if it's a wrinkled little old lady with blue hair and she's on a walker with the little tennis balls on her back. Doesn't matter. You check ID. Though The employees are doing that. The problem is the guy's ID is expired. It's a driver's license, but it's expired. So they don't give him cigarettes. Now, my question is, well, then why would you not give him cigarettes? So, Okay, so the driver's license is expired, but it shows his age. So you should be able to sell him cigarettes. I think the employees were wrong in that case, but okay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the employees were wrong in that case. It showed that he was of age. And all right. So this guy being a transient is a bit, I think, based on the story, unstable. He starts getting mad. They eventually throw him out. He keeps coming back in and yelling at them. They have to keep throwing him out. They finally lock the doors on him. He gets mad and starts beating up the doors and does damage. The police are called. Don't blame the cigarettes. <laughs> Don't. See, my sister in Lake Wells, there was a 10-year-old in my elementary class that told us he smoked cigarettes sometimes. He must have taken it from drunk parents. Hmm. <clears throat> Interesting. Well, my answer to this is, and this is where I can understand where Mike is coming from when it comes to why, why bother having an age limit on it. It's where I've said many times in the past is, some things you cannot pass a law to fix. You just can't. This is why I've mentioned, since I'm on the subject of cigarettes, if you go to New York City, you will find New York City has the most highly regulated cigarettes in the country and heavily taxed cigarettes in the country. The regulations make the cigarettes very difficult to get and very expensive. And then the taxes on top of that make them even more expensive. And New York loves to brag. You see that? We've eliminated so many people have quit smoking because of us. Hardly anyone's buying cigarettes. So would you like to buy cigarettes that are completely unregulated and untaxed, therefore really inexpensive and easy to get? Go to New York City because the underground economy is booming. The easiest to get, cheapest, and completely unregulated cigarettes can be found on the streets of New York. Yeah, very low price. There's an underground economy, much like back when we tried prohibition on alcohol. It's the same thing. So what did New York City solve by passing a law? Absolutely nothing. Sometimes passing a law is not what you need to solve a problem. Sometimes it's going to take something different. 845, wake up. News and weather together at the top and bottom of every hour. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on AM 1030 K2 Radio. 
time is 848. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Off we go to Frank Gambino. Making a different list for tomorrow, Frank. Maybe you can help me today. Uh, tomorrow? Mm, yeah. Another list? <clears throat> well, we have today's list. I'm still working on it here. Urges that legal drugs give you. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, just weird urges. Just unusual That legal urges. drugs yeah. give you. That's yeah, right. Legal drugs, yeah. Because yes. I uh, forget the urges that illegal drugs oh, give you. That's well, bad enough. Yeah. I mean, okay. <clears throat> no, this one for tomorrow will be uh, things that can no longer kill you in Wyoming. No longer kill yes, you? Yes, because they're well, extinct. Well, let me tell you one thing that will. Okay. The wind. True. Things can... Look at look at Don Day's truck. Yeah, oh my Lord. See, he was in yeah. the bed of that truck. Yeah. Yeah. He'd be Don Day dead. Yes, okay, yeah. Dead day. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, no. Uh, for example, sharks can no longer kill you No, in they cannot, no. No, 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 no okay, no. we can get rid of that one here. Uh, crocodiles can no longer no, kill no, you No, 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 no. Because they're not no, here no. anymore. No, no. Yeah. Okay. Alien spaceships uh, no, they still cannot can. no, kill they, you here. They, no, they still can. I've never seen them. Yeah, I know, but they... They're, trust me, one's going to sneak up behind you while you're on a dark highway somewhere. Oh, okay. In the middle of the night, it's yes. just going to happen, Frank. And then maybe you, it already happened. I never saw it. You know something? You usually wake up from something like that having some missing time. Do you have some time in your life that's yeah, just missing? Yeah, you know, they dropped me off at Neptune. <laughs> yeah, something you like know, that. Yeah, we do there. have a couple of international spaceports here. Yeah. So you know that. Okay. okay. Yeah. So okay, now I'm just trying to come up with other stuff that can no longer kill you in Wyoming. A T-Rex. T-Rex. T-Rexes would have eaten you way back when, mm -hmm. but they can no longer kill you. Because How about a Model T? Car. A Model T? Okay. Well, that there are still some Model Ts around that do run, but I don't think that any of them is going to be in Wyoming anytime soon. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. The, so there's no Model Ts here? No. Not, not that I'm aware of anyway in the state of Wyoming. If anyone has a Model T out there, let me know. Frank doesn't want to get run over. Okay. 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 Can we think of anything else here mm. that used to be able to kill you in Wyoming but did, doesn't. Did, did we have cavemen here before? Uh, yes, we did. And uh, also, oh, oh, oh okay. Um, getting uh, killed by a tribe overrunning your wagon train. That's probably not going to happen. Uh, in, no, well, it used so. to happen, but it doesn't happen anymore. No, no. Men's college hoops from last night. The Wyoming Cowboys lost to UNLV in overtime in Laramie, 75-69. So they are 13-15 and 15 overall, 6-9 and nine in Mountain West play. Sam Griffin's jumper at the buzzer regulation off the mark. Then the Pokes were outscored 14-8 in the extra session. The defensive effort for UW was much better last night than in the previous games, but the Cowboys' offensive effort wasn't very good. They shot just 36% from the floor. Griffin went 4 of 17 from the field. Brendan Wenzel threw in 20 for the Pokes and UNLV now 17 and 10 overall, 10 and 5 in league play. Cowboys will be in Fort Collins on Saturday to meet Colorado State. Wyoming Cowgirls are at San Jose State tonight and UW looking to break a four-game losing streak. They sit at 14 and 12 overall and 9 and 6 in Mountain West play. The goal right now is to get the best possible seat of the upcoming Mountain West Conference Tournament that will be in Las Vegas. Tonight is a winnable game for UW as San Jose State is awful. They are 1 and 14 in Mountain West play and 6 and 21 overall. That's an 8 p.m. start from San Jose State tonight. In girls high school basketball from Friday in 4A, Laramie over Cheyenne South 55-37, Cheyenne East over Cheyenne Central 71-60, Sheridan over in the Trona 65-36, and on Saturday, Rock Springs beat Kelly Walls 33-28. The 3A and 4A regional basketball tournaments will begin tomorrow. The 4A West will be in Green River, and Kelly Walls plays Green River at 4.30. The 4A East will be in Sheridan, and tomorrow morning at 9, Central will play Thunder Basin. Cheyenne South meets Campbell County. County at 10.30. Cheyenne East draws the Trona at 3.30. And Sheridan will play Laramie at 5.30. In the 3A East Regional in Rollins, the Glenrock girls will take on Torrington at 9 a.m. And those regional tournaments will continue through Saturday. Also in girls play, 
State 2A tournament will begin tomorrow at Casper College. Pine Bluffs will play Kemmerer at 9 a.m. and Burns will take on Wyoming Indian at 6. And the State 1A and 2A tournament goes through Saturday in Casper at Casper College and at the Ford Center. State High School indoor track meet will be in, in Gillette on Friday and Saturday. And the State Alpine Ski Meet will be Friday and Saturday in Jackson. It's be a busy time. That's in sports. So, um... I'm really pleased that over the next, I think, couple of weekends, you don't have to go anywhere. Well, I'm going to try to go to Gillette on Saturday morning. Oh, okay. To see if I, I, and then come back here for the basketball tournament. That's all provided that the roads are, you know, conducive enough to make it in the proper allotted time. I can't answer that question at this time. Neither can I. Yeah, even though I... And and normally you can't even answer it... Yeah. The, the, the day you leave. Yeah, I was about to say, you're going to have to wake up Saturday morning and make a judgment call. Well, I, you, you could fly me there. No, that would. if I can't drive you there, I guarantee you don't want me to fly you there. No, no, I, no it's, it's okay. Yeah. The, the, the roads in Chalette are big enough. You just land uh, right by the school. Do, do you remember? And well, then just take off. Earlier you're good. this week, the airplane that flipped upside down after it landed. Well, yeah, it's not going to be that windy, is it? Uh, is it? I'm not going to take my chances right about now. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business we have to take care of. Bert is in Cheyenne and Tony is in Cheyenne. Morning, guys. Oh, we do have a Model T in Wyoming? Well, then Frank's a dead man. That's all there is to it, according to Tony in Cheyenne. It's Wake Up Wyoming. Where Wyoming comes to talk. This is Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Be part of the show at 888-97-WOODS. Hunter Biden is now under oath on Capitol Hill. I'm Dave Anthony, Fox News House Republicans questioning the president's son in their impeachment inquiry led by Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. The basis of what we've learned is that the Bidens didn't have a legitimate business. Their business was selling access to Joe Biden, the brand. Republicans think Hunter Biden's lying in a statement that he just put out, that he never involved his father in his business, calling it a false premise, saying Republicans have built a partisan house of cards based on lies by his past associates. Democratic Congressman Jamie Raskin says... We're still waiting for our Republican friends to articulate what they think... uh, the high crime and misdemeanor is. Now, President Biden is at Walter Reed Medical Center getting a physical the day before he and former President Trump have dueling border visits in Texas. Wildfires keep burning around the Texas panhandle, forcing evacuations, burning an unknown number of buildings, the biggest of the fires, nearly 800 square miles. In Athens, Georgia, where a man in the U.S. illegally is jailed, charged with murdering nursing student Lincoln Riley last week, Mayor Kelly Gertz, a Democrat, held a news conference this morning. I'm here to outline new investments in public safety that build upon our earlier work, clarify information about our community's status regarding immigration. But he faced protesters. They were holding signs that said things like justice for Lakin, blood on your hands. They were yelling things like, this is an invasion. You are lawless, Mr. Mayor. We've had enough. Fox's Madison Scarpino says they're upset about a 2019 resolution in Athens supporting the immigrant community. The FAA has just given Boeing 90 days to come up with a plan to improve manufacturing quality and safety. After last month's door plug blowout on an Alaska Airlines flight left a gaping hole in the plane, prompting a temporary grounding of Boeing 737 MAX 9 jets for inspections. America's listening to Fox News. 
At Consumer Cellular, you get the same exact coverage as the largest carriers, but for up to half the cost. Same thing, up to half the cost. Up to half the cost for the same thing. 50% the money for 100% the same thing. I hope I'm making myself clear. Consumer Cellular. When freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Half the cost savings based on cost of Consumer Cellular single-line 5-gigabyte data plan with unlimited talk and text compared to lowest-cost single-line postpaid unlimited talk, text, and data plan offered by T-Mobile and Verizon May 2023. Hey, it's Jesse Kelly. Are you still on the fence about owning gold? It's time to pull the trigger with the Oxford Gold Group and buy gold and silver. Nobody can predict the future, but we can't put our head in the sand either. The Oxford Gold Group are the pros. They make owning gold and silver simple and easy to understand. Call Oxford Gold Group right now and you may qualify. Here is the latest from K2 Radio News. A Wyoming woman is dead after a head-on collision on February 24th at about 12.44 p.m. near Rollins. The crash happened on U.S. 287 and Wyoming 789 at milepost 8.5 in Carbon County. This is per a preliminary crash summary from the Wyoming Highway Patrol. 76-year-old Lillian Martin was in a Toyota Avalon headed north when a Freightliner combination unit lost control, crossed into the northbound travel lane, colliding into the Toyota. The Toyota Martin was inside, became engulfed in flames. It is unknown if Martin was wearing her seatbelt at the time of the crash. The road conditions were slushy and there was severe wind and blowing snow. The Wyoming Highway Patrol lists speed as a possible contributing factor. Martin is the 10th person to die on Wyoming's roadways so far this year, compared to 27 at the same time last year. The Federal Trade Commission has sued to block a proposed merger between Kroger and Albertsons, saying that the $24.6 billion deal would eliminate competition and lead to higher prices for millions of Americans. The Trade Commission filed an administrative complaint against the companies on Monday, which will be considered by an administrative law judge at the agency. It also filed a lawsuit with the U.S. District Court in Oregon requesting a temporary injunction blocking the merger. That lawsuit was joined by the attorneys general of eight states and the District of Columbia. Kroger and Albertsons, two of the nation's biggest grocery stores, agreed to merge in October of 2022. The company said a merger would help them better compete with Walmart, Amazon, Costco, and other big rivals. Together, they would control about 13% of the U.S. grocery market. Right now, Walmart, for comparison, controls 22%. According to the Associated Press, Kroger and Albertsons said that customers will likely see higher food prices and store closures if the merger isn't allowed to proceed. The FTC says the proposed deal would be the largest grocery merger in U.S. history. It would also erase competition for workers, threatening their ability to win higher wages, better benefits, and improved working conditions. According to the Science Zone spokesperson Trevor Trujillo, earlier this year, Code Ninjas, a private computer science education company, made the unfortunate announcement that they would be closing their Casper-based location. Seeing the need for a computer science program in Casper, the Science Zone teamed with several of the personnel and educators who worked at Code Ninjas to build a youth-centric computer science curriculum for the Science Zone. The new program will be rolling out this week. The curriculum gives children ages 5 to 8 years old the opportunity to develop mathematical concepts, problem-solving, and social skills through engaging in basic computer programming activities. Students will also participate in an array of easy and fun projects that use multiple kinds of technology. Said Science Zone computer science educator Jess McIntyre, not only do kids learn coding concepts and languages, but they also learn real-world applications and other computer science and engineering-related topics ranging from 3D printing to drone flying. Reporting from Casper, this is Colby Fedor. 
Your new home starts here at Platte Valley Bank from pre-qualifying to closing day. We're with you every step of the way. Apply online at pvbank.com. Platte Valley Bank, equal housing lender, member FDIC. It's going to be dry, sunny to partly sunny, but I'm afraid windy. We're under a high wind warning till 5 p.m. Very windy and chilly, mid to upper 30s. Windy tonight, 20s. Windy and warmer, 40s and 50s. Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, chance of snow showers and colder Saturday night, Sunday. Six of time. It's Wake Up Wyoming. My name is Glenn Woods. Thanks for joining me. It's a Wednesday, so over the hump we go. And don't forget, today is not the last day of the month. We have a leap day, so that's tomorrow is the last day of the month. Then you can go ahead and get into the whole March thing. I'm still working on, like, uh, geez, July of 2023. I don't know why we're this far out. I just, things are just going, I mean, to me anyway, just way too fast. Today's show is sponsored by Sweet and Spicy Toilet Paper. No. Because no, life no, is, well, you, you need, don't need no. I mean, life just, needs, please okay, stop. I, I, I don't know why you would need I this. I have no idea why. Okay. 888 woods the phone number. That's 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Talking about what I'm talking about, change the subject. So, see, Bert in Cheyenne, did you see that the UK has... <laughs> And rated Mary Popkins, Mary Popkins, Mary Poppins, change her rating uh, because of they see as as racist comments that were made in there. So the nineteen sixty four movie Mary Poppins, wow, nineteen sixty four, that far away, has been increased in the UK due to discriminatory language. By hearing our standards in the United States, it would be rated R. On Friday, the British film classification updated the Disney movie to a cinema rating of U, meaning it contained uh, no material likely to offend or, or harm. To They changed it from that to a PG. They said parental guidance suggested their version of it. So... Well, that's because there's some language in there that we don't agree with by today's standards. I think parents are big enough to, if they're watching this movie with their kids, they they, they would go ahead and explain it to them. But, okay, if they want to do the... Re- Spokesperson told Variety that the scene where Mary Poppins, played by Julie Andrews, God bless that one, Explain to the children she cares for that uh, that men cannot become women. Oh, that is that what that is? She explains to children that she cares for that men cannot become women. Illegal aliens should not be deported, and you should never bet on a white boxer. Exceed uh, exceed our guidelines for acceptable language and the U rating. They said. Okay, I made that whole thing up. That's not what she said. She never said any of those things. Here's the reason, which is it's even dumber than all the ones I made up for you. Ready? Uh, There's a point in the movie where someone uses the term Hottentots. This is what they did. They changed the rating for. H-O-T-T-E-N-T-O-T-S. Which no one knew was ever racist. Apparently, Hotsentot is a racially insensitive term 
for an indigenous group of South Africans. Sometime during the movie, the, use is, the word is used by um, Admiral Boom, uh, including when referring to the chimney sweeps whose faces are all covered in soot. Okay, so that's the actually the reason why. Almost as stupid as when the far-left New York Times accused Mary Poppins of shamefully flirting while wearing blackface. Yeah, the, did you know the New York Times actually did that? I do now that I think about it. I remember that the New York Times says that uh, Mary Poppins and what well, they were the, the chimney sweeps she was talking to also were wearing blackface. No, they weren't. Their faces are covered in soot from cleaning chimneys. Dick Van Dyke also playing a chimney sweep has he has blackface on. No, he didn't. But all right. <sighs> Just, I at this point, you know, I don't. What do, what do you even say about? I don't. I just kind of toss it away and go. All right, these people are idiots, which is why I find this all to just to be useless. It really is just useless. There was a time, and this was a long time ago that I read the New York Times. It was a very thick newspaper back then, and I read all of it. But then, as I started to see the problems, I gave up on them. And in the UK, if they're going to take some word like hots and tots and say, well, that's it, we got to change the rating, you might have to explain that to your kids, that's offensive. Honestly, these people should have better things to do with their lives. But, okay. Blue Eyes and Douglas, how the heck do people have time? No, I think this is actually going, hang on, Blue Eyes, your, your whole thing just kind of jumped because somebody else added a comment in. Now, I, and these are people who are messaging me off the app here. She says, how the heck do people have time to go back and look at all of these movies and books and say, oh, that's discriminatory. That's discriminatory. I mean, what the hell is wrong with people? <laughs> Get a life and stick to it. I guess I... Uh, she goes on to say, I guess I should beat the uh, crap out of the person who came up to me when I was in school and said... What does a flat tire sound make? Uh, oh, I know. Okay. I know that joke. It's about a flat tire and it's an Italian joke. Yeah. I Okay. Just, and I, you know, I, seriously, I just gave up on these people. I just treat them as ridiculous and because they are. They spend all their time looking for things to be offended by. And I have better things to do with my life, so I'm not. All right. My sister, dear, in Lake Wales, tomorrow your niece and hubby have their first anniversary this year. Wow. Yeah, it feels like uh, four years. Really? Well, that's because they had a kid, and they're wearing their grandmother out. That's why. Oh, uh, th there was another one here. We were talking about uh, cigarettes earlier. So for those who need a quick update on that story, and thanks, Jan, from Cheyenne, for sending me this note. And here's what happened real quick. A person who's a transient showed up at a Sinclair gas station in Cheyenne. He wanted to buy cigarettes. He's 53 years old. They ask for ID from everybody, regardless, doesn't matter, just to cover themselves. The guy looks much older than 53. They did not sell him cigarettes because his driver's license had expired. So he starts throwing fits. He was thrown out three times. They finally locked him out and called the police as he was doing damage to the door by beating on the door. Okay, and my question was, how does an expired 
driver's license matter? Because what would matter is his age, right? So I'm thinking they got it wrong. Okay, Jan and Cheyenne says, as a seller of cigarettes, which are highly regulated, you have to have a legal government issue picture ID. If the license is expired, it is no longer legal. Hmm. If that's the case, Jen, if that's the case, then I think that the current regulations regarding the cigarette, I understand they want to card people and so on, but the rules have gotten, well, just too many and too stupid. And they need to change that if the ID has is expired. But it's obviously that person. Obviously. And they're of age selling the cigarettes. Because, you know, again, well, you can't because your ID is expired. Uh, I understand now that that's the rule. So people, the, the sellers of the cigarettes or the people who refuse to sell at the Sinclair station apparently were doing what they were told by their boss. So, sorry, we're not allowed to if we want to keep our jobs. But I look at that as, wow, that, as far as I'm concerned, just a dumb rule. 915. Live and local all across Wyoming. Wake up, Wyoming, with Glenn Woods on K2 Radio. Join in at 888-97-WOODS or the Wake Up Wyoming mobile app. All right, 920 is the time. Triple eight ninety seven. What's the phone number? 888-97-W-O-O-D-S. Let me see. Several notes I'm getting from people. First off, Jan and Cheyenne on the cigarette thing. It is state and federal law, as well as company policy, so they can sell cigarettes, to make sure that you have a valid ID. Now, Miss Mary sends me a note. Uh... The expired license rule from 21-plus years old selling their... Well, this is where people are selling expired IDs to underage kids. But she says, obviously, that wasn't the case here. The, the, uh, this guy is obviously... He's 53 years old, but he looks a lot older. So you should be able to say, yeah, okay, yeah, we'll go ahead and sell it to him because, I mean, obviously. But, of course, retail stores don't even want to take that chance. There's, they can get in so much trouble for selling cigarettes to underage people that I don't care if you are 70 years old and you look it. They're not, they, they want a valid ID. My sister, I completely missed what she was trying to say to me. My niece married her husband on a leap year, so they only have an anniversary every four years. They got married yesterday, every four <clears throat> Wow. Okay, that really lets... Think about this, sister dear. This really lets him off the hook. He only has to remember their anniversary once every four years. Now, he's still not going to do it. But, I mean, instead of having to... Instead of getting her mad every year, she's going to get mad at him every four years. Huh? I think it was his idea... And I totally get why he did it. This makes a whole lot more sense now that I think about it. Say, Blue Eyes and Douglas, I totally agree with you, Glenn. You know what it is, people's uh, choice if they want to smoke. My choice is no, but I have a lot of friends that smoke, so that's their choice. Here's what I think, Blue Eyes. What I remember, so here I am in um, middle school, right? You know, like uh, seventh, eighth grade, you know, like that. And that was a time when a whole anti-smoking campaign really got underway. 
Now, you can change the laws, but again, that doesn't necessarily help. What happened was a campaign to show people what smoking can do to you. And it was really graphic, too, with billboards and po- posters were up all over the place around school. Commercials on television and so on. And they really got the word out, here's what smoking can do to you. And a whole bunch of people just either quit smoking or never started smoking because of education. Now, are you going to stop everybody? No. There's always going to be those people who do it. There's always going to be somebody who does it anyway. But they greatly reduced the number. Because I remember when I was a kid, uh, my father smoked, but also, no, my mother didn't, but my father did. But look around how many people didn't smoke way back then. Look at all the movies and television shows. and But, but in, in general, in fact, if you bought a car, it came with a cigarette lighter and ashtrays. If you got on an airplane, you could smoke on an airplane. I mean, every restaurants, every restaurant. If you went to McDonald's, they had an ashtray on your table. At McDonald's, every restaurant did this because so many people smoked. What changed it was not changing, in my belief, not changing the regulations or changing the smoking age, none of that. It was just pure education. And that just woke a lot of people up. But again, you're never going to get them all. It's the same with doing drugs. A lot of people made fun of Nancy Reagan for her Just Say No to Drugs campaign. And yet, during that, time, uh, drug usage among young people went way down. Now, zero? People would love to see it zero, but it never reaches zero. But it did go way down, and mainly because of education. By the way, I see this, and I laugh at it every time. Hey, Douglas, you folks in Douglas have a billboard on I-25 that makes me laugh. And I want to say it's a uh, billboard that has to do with, was it meth? Is it methamphetamine billboard? I think that's what it is. But it shows a penny. And it says, this much can kill you. Okay. That much can kill you, a penny size. Okay. The problem is with the billboard, in order to make the billboard so you could see what they were talking about, they had to make the penny really huge. (laughs) So the penny... It's bigger than my car. (laughs) Big, brown, huge penny. This much can kill you. And I'm thinking, oh, I have to take that much to die? Well, hell. (laughs) We're good. We can go ahead and use all we want because it takes that much. (laughs) All right. Bob in Glenrock, I quit smoking at age 15. Oh, you quit? When did you start, Bob? Tim and Casper. So, got to be 21 to buy smokes. Minors can have a sex change earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, okay. Well, no, we have some weird laws. But my point with all of that, though, is, and I really do believe this, that you just can't solve every problem by passing a law, is my point. Every time somebody sees a societal problem, they think, well, what we need to do is pass the following legislation to fix it. Now, sometimes that does work, yeah. But in many cases, it simply doesn't. And that's one of the reasons states around the country have begun to legalize marijuana, for example, because they've spent so much time and money and resources in trying to make marijuana illegal, and and they're losing the fight. Same thing when we go back to prohibition of alcohol. Well, we're going to stop people from drinking alcohol. 
We're going to make alcohol illegal. Well, how well did that work? If you want people to drink less, you're going to have to educate more. My sister, dear, again, and this year he feels ill. So that means he's off the hook for four more years. <laughs> Would you do me a favor, sister, dear? Would you please let him know my theory that he married her on a leap year so he only has to remember <laughs> he might get a kick out of it their anniversary once every four years see that really lets him off the hook for a lot he doesn't have to remember it every single year she has no right to be mad but here's the deal though he still has to remember it every four years or she's gonna get although it's a lot less now i know sister dear your husband and i think you found a good one second time around i like this guy i know he remembers your anniversary i get i know he does if he ever forgot it, it was because he was having a really bad week or something like that. He remembers your anniversary. Me, I'll flat out tell you, I, I forget everything. I forget people's birthdays and anniversaries. And if it wasn't for social media, I'd never remember any of this. Social media has saved me so much work and remembers people's birthdays, anniversaries, and stuff like that. In fact, um, <clears throat> tell you what. When we come, for those who have not heard the story, I solved the problem of having to remember all of that stuff. It's just that some people thought my solution was really clever and some people hated it. I think it's one of the most brilliant solutions ever. So I never have to, rem to remember anyone's birthday or anniversary or anything ever again, and they don't have the right to complain about it anymore. If you're wondering what my secret is, I'll tell you right after news and information. So local news coming up. Your weather forecast after that, my explanation, and 888-97-WOODS, 888-97-WOODS is the phone number. Let's wake up, Wyoming. Sunday. Serious takes on local politics, or something like that. Tune in weekdays 6 to 10 a.m. to Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Okay, first off, let me clear a few things up, and thanks to Wyoming and Douglas, it's not meth, it's fentanyl. I was trying to remember what it was. Uh, the billboard shows a penny. It's on I-25 heading south of Douglas. Billboard shows a penny. And it says, this much fentanyl will kill you. But in order for us to be able to see the penny off to the side of the road on the billboard, they had to increase the size of the penny to make it just massive. It's huge. Okay. It's got it's got to be about 15 feet across. I mean, it's just huge. Um, so, okay, that much fentanyl will kill? Well, okay, we're good then, folks. Go for it. Because nobody can consume that much. You're fine. Don't worry about that. I think that every time I drive by. It takes a lot of fentanyl to kill someone. And my sister says, uh, my husband even remembers how many years they've been married. I can't do the math to remember how long we've been married. You see, and that's a problem because she's an accountant. So you would think... And say, uh, Huey and Guernsey, I remember visiting Granny in the hospital. 
Yeah, and, and here she is smoking while she's in the hospital, and she's a little old lady. Wow. And I, I asked him, so was she on oxygen at the time? He's like, yuppers. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> so here's what I did to remember. I have this in my book, The Uncomplicated Life. Now, some people thought my idea was brilliant. Other people thought it was just a horrible thing to do. I love my idea. I thought it was one of my most brilliant moments. See, I had the hardest time. This is even before the Internet came around. I had the hardest time trying to remember people's birthdays and anniversaries and all sorts of other things. There's absolutely no way. Then I started to home care my dad, and I got a hold of my mom's little book of birthdays and anniversaries and all this kind of stuff. And all of her friends. I mean, I realized my mom and dad didn't just have family. They had all sorts of friends. So, is, okay, the, the book, as I went through it, I have a problem. Who's dead? We're talking about a senior generation. And there's, my mom could have at least in the book when somebody died, put like a skull and crossbones by their name or something. So what if I sent an anniversary bouquet to one of their best friends only to find out that the husband had died but the wife is still alive. Now I just wreck her week because on their anniversary they got flowers. You see my problem, I need a body count. I have no idea what to do. I can't even keep up with my own. I gotta keep up with his, my, my dad's and mom's too and my dad's gone, it's just, or my mom's gone, it's just my dad left. I can't do this, there's too much responsibility weighing on me. So. I went out and I got a big box of cards, beautiful cards. And if you open up the card, the outside is very flowery and pretty. Open it up and on the inside it said, thinking of you on this special day. And then I signed it and had, you know, my dad sign it, you know, on the ones that were going to my, you know, people my dad knew too. But all the rest of people that were just for me, just my signature, right? And I included a note that I printed out many times over to go in each and every one, and I sent it to everybody. And it says, I just flat out admit I can't do it. I'm a loser. I admit, I, I'll say it, <clears throat> I'm a loser. I can't do this. There's no way I can keep up with all of this. So this is your card. It's for birthdays and anniversaries and whatever other special event. If you're having a bad day, and you need someone to remember you and think about you on this bad day, then, okay, if you're in the hospital, it's for when you're in the hospital. Take this card and put it in a drawer where you'll remember where it is. And every time you need a card from me, pull it out and put it up someplace, like uh, on your dresser or the fireplace mantle, whatever. It's from me with love. And when you're done with it, like when Christmas is over, put it back in the drawer and wait for the next event. I am out. I'm done. Now, to me, that was the ultimate out. Some people wrote me back and told me that I was just brilliant for thinking about this. Other people said, that's horrible. I said, well, <laughs> but I'm out. <laughs> so sometimes you just got to come up with the clever solutions. The North American Karen, a wild beast that's dangerous alone, but deadly in numbers. When gathered together, they form what is known as a homeowners association. This HOA peruses the gated community on the hunt for a vulnerable manager. manager. 
But today, their vulnerability will be exposed. A Tyronus homeboy sapien. The Karens freeze and huddle together in fear. Their phones on video mode. At the ready to call for help from their closest friend of the jungle, the Security Officerus. But the harmless Tyronus goes about his business, paying little attention to the Karens. But it's too late. The Karens have already been frightened. They turn and make their escape. Rarely do the Karens find themselves on the receiving end of fear. But today, they are reminded that the world is not their home. They trot home to their husbandus flaccidus to complain that their neighborhood is going to hell. When you need to know quicker than the morning paper or the 5 o'clock news, you need Wake Up Wyoming with Glenn Woods. Mornings on K2 Radio. Coming up on 948, off to the icebox we go where Frank Gambino is waiting by. Uh, Frank, I just saw a picture here, and I'm going to start getting bad ideas on how to have fun with people with snow. Well, you, you can have you can throw it at them. Okay, that's, yeah, sure. You can sure. throw them in it. Yeah, that's okay, that's it. Uh, you can bury them in it. Well, okay, maybe illegal. I don't know, it depends on how much snow, but okay. Here's my idea, okay. Imagine... I pull up someplace and park my car. Fresh snow, right? Fresh. Okay. When I get out of my car, I walk backwards into the building. Oh. My footprints are going to the car. There's nobody in the car. Yeah. But say it continues to snow and no one notices this brilliance that would be of, of yeah, creativity. You, you got to do that when it's not going to snow and there's going to be people who might look at it. And go, then you also figure out who's observant. Yeah. Who's going to stop and go, wait a minute, that doesn't make a whole lot of sense there. There's other things you can do as well, clever-wise, you know, like have prints that go out into the snow, like out into the middle of the driveway, right? Mm -hmm. Like our parking lot in the back. But yeah. then walk backwards, stepping in your prints all the way back inside. Oh, okay. So they went halfway out and then stopped. And then came back in. No. Like, like animals. No, no, no. Oh. It would look like. They just stopped. So did he get abducted by a UFO or something like that? Glenn, what a, yes. what a, just, why don't you go back to, to, to the basics? Well, yeah. Snow angels. Just, oh, snow angels? Oh, okay. <laughs> that, that's, that's basic yeah. snow stuff. But you see, stuff. people know what you did when you make a snow angel. So what if you could go ahead and make something that's not a snow angel, but some other kind of figure that would make people really think... What the hell was this person on when they made this figurine in the snow? I mean, if you just sat down yeah. and then sat it back up again, people would go, yeah. what is the well, shape it's like of that? The cart one of my favorite things, the cartoon Calvin and Hobbes. Oh, I love that. When yeah. he would make his snowmen. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, those were hysterical. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah. I, now, I have a friend of mine who's been in Wyoming for about 10 years now. and ne Never saw snow before Wyoming. <laughs> now he's in Wyoming. He's been here about 10 years. And every so often he turns to me and says, I've still never made a snowman. So what I think I ought to do is just get him, get him some Calvin and Hobbes cartoons to inspire him. Right. And the next time it snows really good, go outside and do this. But my point here, Frank, is I don't think we're having an, enough fun with snow. It depends how 
energetic you are. Yes. Sometimes you can look out the window and going, I ain't going out there. I'm not. No, yeah, because it's cold out there and you don't want to do all that work. Yeah, right. Yeah, okay. But the, but the footstep thing that, that seems to just end like a dead end. Yes. I like that. You like that one. Okay. Yeah. So maybe the next time we get a good snow here in our parking lot, You'll just between you and me. I mean, it maybe Miss Mary's listening to. She'll know it was me. So the three of us, but don't tell anyone else. No, no, I won't. Tell and you. I'll just go out there. In fact, if I can go ahead in the snow and make something that kind of looks like demon wings, Ooh. like I was picked up. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be a good one. Men's college basketball from last night. Another loss for the Wyoming Cowboys. They dropped a 75-69 decision in overtime to UNLV and Larry to drop to 13-15 and overall, 6-9 and in Mountain West play. Sam Griffin's jumper at the buzzer at the end of regulation was off the mark, and then the Pokes were outscored 14-8 in overtime. The defensive effort for UW much better than there was some of the previous games, but the Cowboy offense was just not with it. They shot 36% from the floor, and Griffin went 4-17 of 17 from the field. Brendan Wenzel threw in 20 for the Pokes, and UNLV is now 17-10 and 10 overall, 10-5 and 5 in league play. The Cowboys will be in Fort Collins on Saturday to meet Colorado State. Wyoming Cowgirls are at San Jose State tonight, and UW looking to break a four-game losing streak. They sit at 14-12 and 12 overall, and 9-6 and 6 in Mountain West play. The goal right now, just get the best possible seed available for the upcoming Mountain West Conference Tournament in Las Vegas. And tonight's game is very, 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 very winnable, and San Jose State is just an awful basketball team. They are 1-14 in Mountain West play play and 6-21 overall. That's an 8 p.m. start from San Jose tonight. Girls high school basketball from Friday in Class 4A. Laramie over Cheyenne South 55-37. Cheyenne East over Cheyenne Central 71-60. Sheridan over Natrona 65-36. Then on Saturday, Rock Springs beat Kelly Walsh 33-28. The 3A and 4A high school basketball regionals will begin tomorrow. The 4A West will be over in Green River and KW plays Green River at 4.30. 4A East will be in Sheridan tomorrow morning at 9. Central takes on Thunder Basin. South meets Camp Campbell County East will draw in the Trona, and Sheridan will play Laramie. That 3A East Regional in Rollins, the Glenrock girls, will play Torrington at 9 a.m. tomorrow, and those regionals will continue through Saturday. Also in girls play, the State 1A and 2A tournament begins tomorrow in Casper. The 2A tournament will be, uh, first. the first round will be at Casper College. Pine Bluffs will play Kimber at 9 a.m., and Burns will take on Wyoming Indian at 6. The 1A and 2A tournament goes from Thursday through Saturday in Casper. And the State High School indoor track meet will be in Gillette on Friday and Saturday. State Alpine Ski Meet will be Friday and Saturday in Jackson. That's it in sports. So, um, okay, I, if you're a parent and you have very, you're very proud of your kids, mm-hmm. then take pictures and send them to Frank. Yes, and and they do. Yes, and some of these parents have well, they have they're expert photographers. Yeah, I mean they they really take good pictures, and they're the thing is that that, that, that there's an emotional investment there. Yeah. And you got to kind of manage that. And some yeah. <laughs> some, some moms are, <laughs> they, let's put it this way, they have no problem showing their emotion during a wrestling match. Oh, or I, a I basketball can't believe that, or, yeah. Or, okay. and you know what? And, and you're fine as long as you're not out of control, but, you know, yeah. But yeah. it's part, it's part of the deal. Don't you dare beat up my kid. No, no, no. No, <laughs> uh, no but so where do they send the pictures to? Frank.gambino at townsquaremedia.com. There you go. Thank you, Frank. Coming up on some local business, we have to take care. We're going to roll into news time after that. That'll be national, local, update on the weather forecast. Lots of fun today, folks. Thanks for all the notes you sent me. By the way, this show, when I'm done with it, becomes a podcast. So if you miss anything, you can go back. It's Wake Up Wyoming.